Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 90 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have my fellow Canadian sister, Taryn Strong from She Recovers. Now, this episode is all about alternatives, how to pivot, how to use them in your life, Taryn walks us through how She Recovers is pivoting as a business in these times, and also different ways, different modalities and medicines that Taryn has used along her recovery journey this far. This is a fantastic episode, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's go. Seeing as this is the episode of Alternatives, I wanted to share a fantastic non-alcoholic wine that I just found. Bonafide 0.0 wine. Now, last weekend it was my best friend's birthday, and we always used to bond over a great glass of wine. Seeing as we're both sober now, I have been on the hunt for a great alternative. And to be honest, everything that I found has ended up being just warm, watery grape juice, for lack of better words. But Bonafide 0.0 wines have really hit the mark. Not only are they alcohol free, Yes, completely alcohol-free, not even trace amounts, but they are a fine Italian dry wine. They're easy to drink, low acidity, and even better, less calories. They are absolutely fantastic, and I love the variety of flavors. They have a champagne, two amazing reds, whites, rosé, literally anything your non-alcoholic heart desires, Bonafide 0.0 Wines has you covered. Head to bonafidefoods.com today and order yours. Taryn Strong, my favorite Canadian princess. (laughs) My favorite Canadian. Are you American or Canadian? Because I know that you were living part-time Vancouver, part-time LA, but where is home? Technically, I am Canadian as well. Okay. Yeah. I am uh, born and raised Canadian, uh, but I was in LA for 11 years and I mean, was going back and forth. 
um, as of recently, but you know, that's been changed See, with our climate today, right? So where are you now? I'm in Vancouver. Okay, great. Across yeah. The me. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're in, you're in Victoria. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so beautiful there. I love it. I love it. How is life treating you in Victoria during these quarantine times? Yeah, you know what, Jessica? It has been a roller coaster. It's been yeah. all the things. Um, I know in the beginning, it was, I was definitely, first I was in denial. I was yeah. like, oh, everybody's just making a big deal out of this. It's going to blow over. Oh, my gosh, you're so silly. And then once mm -hmm. I realized, oh, no, this is actually a thing, I went into paralysis. Like, I actually couldn't leave my bed. Um, mm -hmm. for a f it was a few days, but I was really aware of it and gave myself permission to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I got through that, it's been, it's been, you know, up and down, but mainly up, which I really, um, you know, I recognize my, the privilege that I have to be able to, um, to work from home and yeah. to be in the West coast of Canada and oh. to not have to worry about paying my rent or, you know, all of those things because our government is being, they're being really great for us uh, Canadians. Wait, so, hold on. Wait, um, how are you not paying your rent? Cause I didn't oh, get on that program. <laughs> oh no. Like I don't have to worry about not being able to, sorry. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. I'm like, yeah. hold on. That never happened. That yeah. never happened. So yeah, it's no. like, <laughs> I just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling supported in that way. And mm. um, yeah, so it's, it's been a roller coaster, but for the most part, it's been, it's been a pause that I, I guess I knew that I needed, mm -hmm. but I never would have been able to give myself otherwise. And within this pause, I mean, we've had to completely restructure. She recovers because, yeah. you know, we were a lot of things, but the main thing was in-person retreats and events. So right. when we can't do those anymore, that's when the initial paralysis began because we were like, wow, I guess, you know, it's, it's been a fun eight years, but this is it. This is the end of She Recovers. And then wow. we had this divine timing thing happen where we applied for our charitable status forever ago. Mm. Um, and it came through. So we received our nonprofit charitable status during this COVID-19 thing. So now we're just completely restructuring, moving everything into non nonprofit. Right. We can accept donations now. We're going to apply for funding. And yeah. it's actually, um, it's been a huge, it's been the best thing that could have happened to us. In terms wow. Of the structure of She Recovers. Because now we're going to be able to help so many more women, which is what we want to do. We want to increase access. Mm -hmm. And we want, that's one of the things we want to do and diversity. And so it's, it's pink, long story short, it's been a lot of things up and down, but mainly great. Wow. What a change. I mean, that talk about divine timing. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, who would have thought too, right? I know. Um, so what does that look like when you say like more access and, and, ha and having She Recovers as, as a foundation, like how does that affect like how you operate, how mm -hmm. kind of get women together or offer resources? Yeah. So what we want to do is right now, so something that we pivoted and what we did during this quarantine is we have been offering two online Zoom gatherings a day and they're free for women in recovery to attend. We, wow. We're all recovering from something. So right. 
whatever. We're all, you know, we're recovering from life right now. So two a day and they're free and they're via Zoom, like I said. Um, and we want to be able, and they're actually volunteer led. So we have She Recovers Recovery Coaches. Yeah. And that means that they studied, um, you know, with us and they align with our intentions and our guiding principles. So these are led by one of our She Recovers Coaches. Every call, twice a day. Um, on Wednesday mornings, I'm doing a free trauma-informed yoga class. And on Friday mornings, Peyton is doing a dance class. But we want to be able to continue to offer these free online gatherings because mm -hmm. they're so amazing. We also want to, um, you know, b before, because we needed, because we had expenses that we had to cover, like she recovers, it never made us money. It was never a money yeah. maker. That was never the intention. The, right. the, the intention was always mission focused, but we always had expenses we had to cover. So we yeah. had to charge for our retreats. We had to charge for our events. We had to charge for our workshops. And, um, you know, with the amazing community that we have, we would always have women who would, um, you know, offer to pay for a woman's spot to attend a retreat, or we would yeah. do sliding scale so we could have scholarship spots, for example. But we've yeah. always wanted to be able to do more of that. Like we, we don't want finances to be a barrier for a woman to be unable to attend a retreat mm -hmm. or attend a workshop. So with this way, we're hoping if we can get you know, funding and grants and, and money in, we'll be able to have events where it's, there's no cost to the attendee. Wow. And just, those are just, you know, little, there's, we have so many ideas, but that's just yeah. one of the things that we've always wanted to be able to do. And now we really think it's going to be possible. Holy smokes. I know. That's huge. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're, you're Robin Hooding it. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like you are kind of taken from the quote unquote rich, but like taking from people who have enough to afford yeah. and to give and, and you are helping out the less fortunate and people who want to be there and want to show up and want to do the work. Exactly. And I mean, online or in person, what we know is that connection is the opposite of addiction. Yeah. So we're just, you know, that's going to continue to be our focus to continue to provide peer to peer support. Mm -hmm. And we want to also raise public awareness about what recovery looks like, because everybody knows what addiction looks like. And there's so much stigma and we want to smash the stigma around addiction and mental health. And that's really what we're going to be focusing on, too, is raising public awareness around, no, recovery is possible. This is what it looks like. Look at all these badass, kick-ass women who this woman, you know, has depression and anxiety, but here she is. She's doing it. She's thriving. You know, mm -hmm. she's got this amazing network of women behind her or, you know, eating disorders, codependency, grief, whatever it is. We just want to show the world recovery is possible and it's beautiful and it's badass. Heck yes. Yeah. And that's, I couldn't agree more with you. Like what is the, the face of recovery? I mean, it's literally could be your neighbor. It could be the girl sitting next to you on the bus. It's, yeah. it's everyone. And especially now, like there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of grief going on and a lot of stuff to process right now. Exactly. I mean, if you look at any of the reports coming out about Oof, the increase yes. in domestic violence right now because of quarantine uh, and relapses yeah. with substance use disorder, of course, and eating disorders and self-injurious behaviors, like all the things. Like right now we are in this collective and individual trauma mm -hmm. and it's just, I've, I feel our community is going to need to come together even stronger than ever because 
we're just going to need community is going to be so much more important than ever. Yeah. And it is. And I think especially the self-isolating, it, it just proves, it, I mean, it proves to me every day. And I, I, I'm just putting it out there. I thought I was an island. Okay. I thought I being independent meant not having to need anyone. And that was a rude awakening. <laughs> but every day I, I'm shown that we do need people. We need each other. And that's okay. That's a beautiful thing. It's not weak. It's not, you know, something to look down upon. It's like we need each other as people, as, hum as just in the human race. Like yeah. it, it's so boring doing it all by yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's it really so is. It yeah. is. And like we're wired. We're programmed. It's primal. We are meant to be in community. That, and yeah. then, of course, things happened like the patriarchy and capitalism and all those things that made us believe yeah. that, okay, yeah, no, I'm just going to be over here doing my thing, looking out for number one. You be over there doing your thing, looking out for you. And, right. you know, I think... I, th I hope, you know, I don't know if you've been hearing this term a lot, but I have in my circles about the new normal. Mm. And I do hope that, I think we've all learned a lot during this time. Yeah. I hope that we don't forget everything that we've learned and everything that we've remembered. I, I've, you know, it's, I am starting to get a little bit nervous about reentry. And what I'm, what I'm getting nervous about is that mm -hmm. we're just going to, like I said, we're just going to forget or we're just going to be gaslighted that <laughs> none of what we experienced was real or, you know, those types of things. So I'm just really hoping that for me individually and collectively, we can just hang on to these, like you remembering and you realizing that you're not an island and you don't want to be and you don't have to be. And that receiving is actually one of the strongest, most courageous, bravest things that we can do is to allow ourselves to receive. So mm. gosh, I just hope that we can um, apply the lessons that we've been learning. It's funny you said that I was just having that conversation yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I Yeah. Like you, I hope, I really hope, but I feel like maybe we'll just snap back into our old ways. Yeah. It's you, very possible. Right? Yeah. And it, it's funny that you say gaslighting because, yeah, because it's easy to be like, oh, well, it wasn't that bad or, you know, like circumstances. I've been some pretty crazy shit. I'm going to just level <laughs> with you the, the last month. It's been a nightmare. <laughs> and... I try and maybe I'm gaslighting myself to be like, it's not that bad. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't as horrible as I thought. Maybe I was just being dramatic, but like, I don't know how to kind of level and keep, the, I don't know, keep the reality of what is going on and keep that as a reminder. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we would even go about this. <laughs> like how are you going to yeah right like in yeah. principle and in idea it's really nice I would like to think for sure um, yes. but yeah let's touch base in a month or two or in a year and mm. who knows and you know I, I'm just thinking back as we've been talking about you know we see in the news how there's maybe like a natural disaster 
okay, mm-hmm. let's say like the fires in Australia. Let's use that yeah. as an example. Okay. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, there are fires. Ah, this is horrible. And then like a week later, we completely forget about the fires in Australia because we're not there in this side of the world. We've just completely moved on to the next thing. And I just- Oh yeah. I mean, you give your donation and yeah. I think with for me, within hours, I'm like, okay, well, I'm done. I've done yeah. my part. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, who, yeah, we, this didn't come with a manual. You know, no, we don't. No. <laughs> it's new if to any, all of us. Yes. If anyone has a manual, the 2020, yeah. uh, what are you holding back? <laughs> Please exactly. share. Yeah. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I saw um, online you were talking about your trip to Rhythmia and mm-hmm. doing um, ayahuasca, yeah. which is something I am really interested and really curious about. And I was wondering if you kind of speak on that and, and enlighten us about what it is and, and what your journey was. Yeah, absolutely. So ayahuasca, it's plant medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is typically a blend from vines and roots from the Amazon that are made into kind of like this tea, this brew, and Mm -hmm. then you drink it. And I suggest and recommend only ever sitting with this medicine with shamans who have lots of experience with the medicine. Um, So that's just a little sidebar. Because this is a a little bit of a hallucinogen, right? Would you describe it as that? Right. It's a psychedelic. Okay. Okay. Psychedelic for sure. So I've been drawn to it for, hmm, gosh, I guess the first time I heard about it was maybe almost 10 years ago. So being a yeah. West Coast girl, Jessica, you're probably familiar with Dr. Gabor Mate. He yes, lives in ma'am. Cleveland. He started talking about it as something that he was using for himself as a mm-hmm. healing modality, but he was also really advocating it for the use of um, substance use disorder because he was finding, he was actually leading retreats and mm-hmm. helping um, people who were very severely addicted to drugs, like heroin, he was really working with that population and finding that it was helping them quit their addiction. So I was really drawn to it a long time ago. You know, like I, I'm, I love hearing you say, oh, I'm interested in it because I know the feeling, but I was terrified. I was like, no way. Right. That, that sounds terrifying. And then I actually, so I, then I actually relapsed for a few years. So then there was that thing that happened. But um, okay. I guess it was, a year ago, I had my first ceremony here on the West Coast. I sat for two nights, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most profound things I've ever done in my life. The most beautiful, difficult, uncomfortable, painful experience of my life. I sat, it was two nights in a row in that experience. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. But um, that, that, those journeys um, really helped me heal 
from childhood trauma that I have been working with therapists since I was a preteen, maybe even younger, right? And I, and I love therapy, talk therapy, amazing. I have a few of them. Like I'm not, I'm not dissing talk therapy, but totally. you know, I've been one of those people who I'll try anything. Like I'll do all the things, all the different types of patchworks of recovery. I, I've tried because I've just, I'm a seeker and I've wanted to just have this holistic approach to recovery. So anyways, mm -hmm. my first journey last year um, here on the West Coast of Canada was just so profound. The, I just... I've, I went to childhood traumas that, you know, I really didn't want to revisit. Some of them I, I do, did remember and some of them I didn't. But what was really powerful was in these journeys, I revisited these experiences and I also, I, I had to relive them so that I could really feel them so that I could allow myself to like kind of let the experience in and through and out. So mm. when something traumatic happens to us, the shamans say, you know, they call that like a soul loss, for example, or a soul death. When something traumatic is happening, a part of our soul kind of, it disconnects, it fragments. Of course. And so with ayahuasca and with the work of a shaman and soul retrieval, we have the opportunity to bring these parts of us that are fragmented back into our center. Mm -hmm. So I had to experience these things so that I could um, collect the parts of my soul, I was told by the shaman. And, and I also, what was interesting that time was I also revisited it from my parents' experiences and their perspectives. So wow. my, my first my, you know, the first few years of my life were very chaotic because my parents were drug addicts and drug dealers. So mm -hmm. what Mother Ayahuasca showed me was I actually had to like live in my dad's body for a little bit and feel his shame. And then my mom, her anxiety and her shame. So that was just like, I left that weekend with this and I have great relationship with my parents, but just this new level of this new perspective and this new level of just love and appreciation and compassion for them. And what's really interesting with this type of work is we can have these profound experiences that maybe are just about you or maybe they do involve other people. Like in my case, this involved my parents. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to go. I don't, I didn't have to go tell my mom about my experience. I actually yeah. didn't, I didn't tell my dad for a long time. I just told him a few months ago about those particular journeys but even without sharing all of that, I immediately felt the shift in our relationship. So that was really, really powerful. Interesting. Now fast forward. Sorry. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. So uh -huh. okay. it's beautiful that, you know, I really subscribe to the idea, the belief that when we heal ourselves, we heal backward in time and forward in time. Mm. And the shaman in that particular weekend had did say like energy and healing doesn't know time or space. That, that's just kind of, these are just concepts. Yeah. So when, we, when we're using the medicines, and we don't even need to use plant medicine to do this type of work, but if we just really consciously put in the effort to go back in time, like I did so much inner child healing that weekend. Adult Taryn went to little Taryn. I wrapped a blanket around her. I got her out of the situation, called the cops. Like there were all these different things that I did today that have really helped me heal the past and not only myself, but my parents. And I know that the work that I'm doing right now is really helping. Um, I don't have kids right now, but I have a niece and I have a nephew that's going to be born any minute now. Oh, and I wow. know the work that I'm doing now is really, um, 
I'm breaking these old patterns and these old stories and these old beliefs. So that's one of the beautiful things about ayahuasca is Mm -hmm. it helps us uncover some things that maybe never even belonged to us in the first place. Like I've, I realized I was Mm. my mother's shame. It never, it wasn't mine in the first place. It was hers, but I took it on as a young, young girl. I was like, Hey mom, I don't want you to carry this anymore. I'm going to take it for you. And I've been carrying that my whole life. So ayahuasca allowed me to see that so that I could do something about it. Now my experience at Rhythmia was very different. Rhythmia is in Costa Rica. Um, and it's, it's, it's a retreat center and it is the best of the best. So Mm. they make sure that you're as comfortable as possible so that you can really just focus on the work that you're there to do. So it's like you have your own mattress and you have like, it's just there. The food is so great. And it sounds like it's my jam right here. It's your jam. It's like there's a spa and you get hydro what is it? Hydro colon therapy during the day. It's oh, like, yes. hot, but you're there to work and it's four nights right. in a row. Okay. So that's intimidating. That's Every a lot. A lot. Every night it's a different blend and it's a different shaman. Okay. Um, so every night has a little bit of a different flair to it, which is really beautiful. And of course, each night leads and builds into the next night. Um, wow. you know, this was in January. We're recording this in May. I'm still integrating and I'm still processing. Mm-hmm. What I can say about my experiences at Rhythmia were that, again, profound and like just deepened my healing even more. I was excited to not revisit any of my childhood trauma again. I feel like, oh, maybe I cleared that the first time around. (laughs) It was more kind of healing around me, like the present type of stuff that I was, Mm. that I've been needing to work on, like being afraid of my voice and you know, those types of like self-confidence and self-worth things, but very intense. Like one of the nights I died and was reborn. Um, Yeah. The other night, another night I was throwing up in my bucket and all I was, you know, looking in my bucket. I was, as I was throwing up, sorry, trigger warning. And then my heart, not really, but it, you know, Uh I was hallucinating that I had puked my heart into the bucket. And I remember just, asking oh now what do i do and then this voice said you don't have to do anything your new heart is inside of you so i was gifted a new heart and like my heart the next day my breathing was completely different and my heart just felt different like i I, you can't i can't even explain it but um, yeah it was just so powerful and so beautiful and i'm so thankful that i um that I gave myself the gift of exploring these medicines because a, a really for a long time, even though I was really drawn to ayahuasca, I didn't do it because I was afraid of what other people would think. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. 
We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Because I grew up in a 12-step home, and Mm. I'm not in a 12-step program. I have nothing but respect for the 12-steps because I know if it wasn't for them, my parents wouldn't be alive. Right. But, you know, I didn't resonate with them. But I grew up in a home, Narcotics Anonymous home, where all drugs are drugs, all drugs are bad. So I've had to do my own work over the last 10 years of unprogramming and deprogramming myself. And this is just my belief. I'm not, you know, this is just me saying, Taryn Strong saying, I really believe that mm-hmm. the plant medicines are medicines. Psilocybin is a medicine. I have mm-hmm. seen, um, and I've microdosed it as well. I've, you know, I've seen and heard just stories of the efficacy of it for supporting anxiety and depression and addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, again, ayahuasca. I'm somebody who, yeah, ayahuasca has just completely taken my recovery and my healing to a completely different level that I never thought possible. Mm-hmm. I've seen women in my community who, yeah, they've been using plant medicines and the, the desire to drink completely goes away. So it's different for everybody, but I'm right. just really happy that I decided to just follow my own heart and my own rhythm and my intuition and be like, okay, I'm going to do this and I might piss off a lot of people. I might lose a lot of respect from a lot of people, but I'm really called to this work. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I haven't had, and I mean, I'm sure the haters just aren't saying anything, but I have been (laughs) open about, I've been really open about my experience and I have not had one person um, push back like I thought, Mm -hmm. like the first time I posted about it. And it took me a long time. I think it took me like six months to be like, oh, by the way, I did ayahuasca because I was still integrating and I wanted to be able to fully articulate my experience correctly to do its service. Right. And I've recorded some podcast episodes about it. And I just feel so grateful that I've just had nothing but support. And I've had so many women be like, oh, yeah, thank you. Like I've I've been using, I've used ayahuasca as well. And I've just been too afraid to talk about my experience because I'm scared that the recovery community is going to kick me out or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So, and I just feel so lucky. I mean, some of you may know my mom, Dawn Nichol, she's the other founder of She Recovers and she's, you know, she's, she was part of of a Narcotics Anonymous. So she's been so supportive. She'll never do it. She thinks I'm crazy, but she has seen the shift in me she's seen seen the shift in the women in our community who have sat with ayahuasca and there's just no denying the power of it so i just have so much Mm. respect and reverence for that medicine and um yeah yeah absolutely and thank you for saying that because that is exactly why i wanted to bring this up today Mm -hmm. i like i said like i'm so curious and i've you know heard such interesting and like you said profound experiences with this medicine which it is and there is a difference between drugs and medicine and you know also kind of breaking 
that stigma of all drugs are bad yeah. and this is bad or this is good or it's it really closes you down when you look at the world as good or bad totally in anything and i think it's all about intention like yes with, with ayahuasca and with psilocybin i'll just speak about those because i have mm. experience with them since recovery when you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. You cannot use those to numb out. You can't. Yes. If you ever, and I talked to the shaman about this in Rhythmia, um, and he, you know, he, we laughed about it, and he said, if, if that was ever your intention, if you're like, ooh, I'm going to drink ayahuasca because I want to get high and I want to trip out, <laughs> Mother Ayahuasca will kick your ass in the best way, mm. but just like you can't, you can't numb out. You can't hide from yourself. With psilocybin and, and ayahuasca, they, because you know, they are here to heal. Mm -hmm. um, you can't hide from yourself with them. You can't numb out. And the thing about psilocybin, for example, is you can't, um, and I don't know about this from experience, but what I've heard is apparently if you eat mushrooms, for example, um, or even if you're on a mic microdosing protocol, you can't, let's say you eat mushrooms one day, you, if you did them again the next day, you can't get high again right so it's like you mm. can't get addicted to them and no. you can't come out with them well it doesn't compound well where your body builds immunity to it uh, mm. as like any other drug um yes. meaning you don't need more or a higher dose of it to feel the same effects right yeah yeah i i totally agree with both of these medicines these are things that you take to go in exactly There's, this is definitely not what you want to take to numb out this would not this would not be my choice for you no, you're gonna get a real big lesson that. yeah yes. that would be a rude awakening yeah um, but, yeah probably the awakening that we need but yeah exactly. i think in like a ceremonial intentional setting the way yeah. that it is supposed to be is just so potent and so beautiful and so healing and it's hard sometimes mm -hmm. i mean everybody's experience is so different every single night so i guess i've sat with ayahuasca six times right because six okay. nights 
every night was very different, um, but just as powerful and just as profound. There are different experiences that can happen. Um, there's four different things that can happen. Let's see if I can remember them. One of them is physical things like purging. Okay. By throwing up or going to the bathroom. Yep. Shaking. So I did those. I also like shaking. You would have thought if you looked at me, you would have thought that I was um, like having a seizure, which doesn't sound great. But what yeah. that was doing was I was releasing trauma that was stored in my body. So you can shake, you can purge, uh -huh. sweat, you might be really cold. Um, the other thing that happens is you might have visions. Not always. Not everybody has the physical things and not everybody has the visions. Mm -hmm. um, the third thing, oh, I'm not going to remember. The fourth thing is called a nada. And the nada is where you just go to sleep. And oh. Shaman was joking and saying, those people have it easy, where they'll drink, their, they'll drink the medicine, they'll yawn a few times, and then they'll go to sleep. And they say yeah. what happens with that is that what they're needing to do is they're actually needing to go back to your, through your ancestral line. They're needing to work on people that came before you before they can work on you. So, oh, wow. or what they're wanting to work on you might be too, um, too intense. So, so mother ayahuasca does you a favor and like, the, it's just, she's just this, you know, she's, it's this mothering energy is why they call their mother ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. She'll just put you to sleep and you'll, you will still get all of the benefits. You'll just, you'll just get to sleep through it. Oh, and the other thing is, um, I'll take that one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is they call it spiritual surgery. So Ooh. it's like surgery. And some people, um, so for me, I had a few surgical surgeries and I was lucky that I, I actually got what it felt like anesthesia. I couldn't mm. they actually, I was, my forehead was numb and my womb was numb. And the shaman said that, yeah, that they were doing, she, they, whoever mm. was doing surgery on me in those areas, but numbed me first. But there were other people in my group who, they also had that experience. And when I say they, cause some of them actually, um, described these alien looking people were doing the surgery. Um, but other people didn't get the numbing and actually oh. were, yeah, like they felt it all. So it's, oh. it's, it's a fat, you know, it's just, okay. it's a fascinating process and time is so interesting when you're in it. Time just doesn't exist. Right. It's the other portal, but yeah, I really, it's not for everyone. Totally yep. not for everybody. I don't think it's everybody's medicine, and that's okay. Right. But I do feel for those who maybe feel feel called to it, just you know, just sit with it, and you'll know. Like it'll be an either a very obvious yes or a very obvious no. And my recommendation would be to wait for that. Like fuck yes, wait until you're ready. I'm so glad that I waited as long as I did. So that I had the foundation that I had before sitting with the medicine, because I know if I would have done this a few years ago before I had started to do my inner child work, for example, mm -hmm. I think it might have just destroyed me, to be honest. Like I think right. visiting those traumas before I was ready would not have been good. But I also know and I trust that those came up for me at that time because I was ready. Like Mother right. Ayahuasca is not going to show us anything or have us experience anything that we're not ready for. But I just really am glad that I waited as long as I did. Wow. Yeah. That sounds so interesting. I really, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, this has been, helpful. yeah, definitely. I wanted to just ask, 
you, you mentioned that it was painful in, mm-hmm. in some aspects. Like, how, how would you describe, why, why would it be painful or what? Yeah, so for me, um, it wasn't painful every night, but the type mm-hmm. of pain that I was experiencing was just physical pain. I mean, first there was the extreme nausea that I was experiencing. Right. Um, and I did, I didn't, did I purge every night? I think I probably did. Like some nights it was like, that's all I was doing. So that was just really physically uncomfortable. Yeah. And then the other pain was just, it's almost like you can, you can feel the, whatever was been stored in your body. Like Mm. you're feeling it, you know, you've got to feel it to heal it. So I feel like I was just feeling all of this pain. Who knows what was underlying it? Who knows what the energetic or the emotional vibration was to it? But I could just mm-hmm. feel, oh, and I guess actually something that Gerard Powell, he's the founder of Rhythmia says, he says, what's coming is going. So, mm-hmm. and that was, that's kind of like your mantra. I really recommend mm-hmm. what's coming is going. So any pain that you're feeling, it's coming up so it can go. If you're nauseous, if you're purging, it's coming up so it can go. And any emotions that are coming up, any memories that are resurfacing when you're in ceremony, it's, com- it's coming so it can go. And I mean, I also believe that you don't have to be drinking ayahuasca. I think that that's just kind of the process of healing as well, is whatever's coming up for us is coming up so we can let it go. We have that choice in that moment. If something comes up, if we want to run from it, divert, stuff it down, distract, pretend it's not happening, or if we want to lean into it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like we're kind of, we've been experiencing that with COVID-19 and this quarantine. It's like all this shit is now we've just had no choice but to kind of face because- Oh, absolutely. isolating right it's like everything's just there <laughs> any yeah any unhealed wounds or things that we've been running from it's like well you've got nowhere to run now it's like and literally this, <laughs> yeah yeah literally so we have this opportunity to be like okay yeah i'm ready i'm ready to look at that i'm ready to feel that or not and i also really just want to stress that um you don't have to be ready anytime soon or ever like I really I've been you know there's all those memes about people should be productive and people should be doing all this healing work right now but Mm -hmm. if you are in a trauma response right now because of all of this all your only job is just to just breathe every day that's Mm -hmm. it you don't have to do anything you don't have to dive into any wounds at all yeah only when you're ready yeah, that's really important to take note of. Thank you. Um, it sounds like the ayahuasca definitely kind of gets you out of your way, though, in f- like physically, mentally, spiritually. It just kind of gets you out of your own path. Totally. It does. Yeah, it just, it helps you. It's, it's such, a lot of people say they experience what's called an ego death. Mm. Like you just... Every and for some people that's hard because it's like everything that they ever believed about themselves or the world is shattered. Um, and so some people can have a hard time digesting that, but then they realize after integration, because integration is so important. Like after right. you have sat with the medicine, it is so important that you get you have your tools and mm-hmm. you have your resources for I would say the next few months afterwards to process what the hell happened. Yeah. And what you experience. So yeah, I mean, mother ayahuasca will get you out of your own way. Mm -hmm. And then there is still that work afterwards to stay there. 
Absolutely. And so how do you maintain this kind of newfound enlightenment? Yeah. So for me, it's been um, just staying really close to my practices. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's been, I mean, before quarantine, before this was all happening, I was working with a somatic trauma therapist. Yes. Um, like a somatic basing close to my yoga practice, of course, and um, working with a cranial therapist. So, I mean, whatever your tools are, just staying close to those, whatever, staying close to your community mm-hmm. and just staying really open about your experience and talking about your experience, I think is really important. Talking to people about it, that'll get it. Yes. Um, Keyword, get keyword it. Keyword people that will get it. And we're what- open to it. Exactly. Let's say that. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the best pieces of advice that I got after my first weekend with ayahuasca um, was some, some people aren't going to get this. And there are some people who it's just actually better if you don't tell them about this because, Mm -hmm. you know, you've had this life changing, profound experience and you want to go out and you want to tell everybody about it. Of course. Everybody should do this because it's going to change your life. And then there are going to be some people who, who aren't as excited about you. And then what that can do is it can start to make you question yourself mm. and your experience. So yeah, it's just keeping, you know, sharing it with the people that will get it and mm-hmm. just keeping it close to yourself around those people who just won't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and, and then this is exactly why I wanted to bring this up today because I, I personally think it's so interesting and I just think it's great to get your perception and your view and experience because you've experienced this twice now mm-hmm. of, of what this truly is. And I think being a person in recovery and, and venturing down this road and trying these new modalities and pathways to recovery is really important because we're, we're all different, right? Different strokes for different folks. And if we keep telling people what they should do or trying to fit them into a box. I really believe that that's what is keeping people sick. Oh, absolutely. If we keep shaming people or if, yeah, we keep projecting our beliefs Mm. on other people. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. It's keeping them sick and women are dying. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have time for, for this anymore. No, we don't. We're not messing around. This is not a dress rehearsal girl. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So at She Recovers, one of our, you know, so we have 10 guiding principles and, and, you know, we're all recovering from something. But the second, like, biggest one of ours that we're always talking about is that we have to be supported to find and follow individualized pathways and patchworks of recovery. Mm. Because everybody, we're all so different. What works for me isn't going to work for you and vice versa. And we just need to be celebrated to find what works for us, not shamed and not... Yeah. Um, yeah, shame is just what keeps coming through right now. Because I know for me, I just, I was so afraid of getting shamed for, for using this medicine in my recovery tool, mm-hmm. tool, 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 toolbox. And <laughs> if I, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's really, it's just been the greatest thing I've ever done for my recovery, but not only for my recovery, but my, everybody in my family and, and my recovery community, like there's that ripple effect. So not everybody has to go, like nobody else in my family has to drink ayahuasca. They're going to benefit from me doing it, if that makes sense. And, you know, women in my community as well. So it's, yeah, we just, we need to let, we need to celebrate when a woman honors what she is called to, to heal. Mm. 
Yes, that is so beautiful. I love that. Karen, I love you so much. Thank you for sharing your experience and your knowledge. Where can people find you, follow you, uh, get in touch with you? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I could just talk with you for hours, <laughs> and I can't wait until right? we can see people again. And oh. I'll come to you or you come to me. But people can find me. I'm on Instagram, Taryn Strong, T-A-R-Y-N, and my last name is Strong, S-T-R-O-N-G. Our website right now is sherecovers.co, but we're okay. going to be in the process of changing it to sherecovers.org. So Perfect. you listen to this, we're on Instagram, she underscore recovers. We're on Facebook at she recovers. If you want to um, attend our free Zoom gatherings that we're yes. having, like I said they're twice a day, one in the morning, one at night. What you can do is you can go to our website, sign up for the newsletter. We do not send many newsletters at all. We're not organized enough to be those type of people. <laughs> what you'll do is you'll sign up for the newsletter and then you will get an auto responder with the link, the Zoom link. Perfect. And the reason we're doing that is it seems to be the safest way to do it so that we don't get Zoom bombed because, you know, yep. that's been happening. So this way, it's just kind of an extra bit of security and extra bit of protection. So right. and it, is, it is just for women. Just yeah, it's just for yeah. women. Okay. Um, cisgender, transgender, as well as non-binary individuals who identify with women communities are welcome. Right. Um, we also have a She Recovers, it's called She Recovers Together Facebook group. You'll also get a link for that when you sign up for the newsletter. And it's a, just another great place just to connect with other like-hearted women on this path, doing it their own way. Love it. Yeah. Oh my God. Love every minute of it. Thank you so, so much. It was so great to talk to you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jessica. How fantastic is Taryn? And so brave and lovely and generous for her to be so open and honest with the different modalities and different medicines she has used along her recovery. Now, this is not for everyone, different strokes for different folks, but I love being able to talk about the different ways and different pathways to recovery. I think it's very important. We all have different ways of healing. There are all different avenues to do that, and this is a safe place to talk about them all. As always, thank you so much for your love and support. Couldn't do this without you. Please rate, subscribe, leave comments. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide and the blog. Don't forget about the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com for your tips and tricks, how-tos through recovery and through your sobriety. We also have a full page full of tools that I have personally used along my sobriety journey, and I would love to pay it forward to you as well. Head to asobergirlsguide.com and get those tools, honey. Thank you so much for listening. And have a great day.